in the name of the loving, life-giving, and liberating God who is Blessed Trinity. Amen. This is the first Sunday in Lent, and as is typical, our reading from Mark includes the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. Uh, this is meant to frame our own 40 days of Lent. And in other years, we read from Matthew or Luke, who have a full account of how the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. In Mark, we get just two lines, two verses. But that actually makes Mark the more interesting of the three to me. We have been in church long enough to know how Jesus was tempted. What we sometimes forget when we read through the Revised Common Lectionary is what comes before and after each episode that we read. In Mark, we see it all together. Jesus is baptized, the heavens are torn open, and the Spirit descends and immediately drives Jesus into the wilderness. From the wilderness, Jesus comes out proclaiming the core of his message. Turn around. The kingdom of God is here. Trust in God. And what I want to focus on today is that movement. Baptism to wilderness to kingdom of God. Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan just as many others had been baptized by John. But unlike those who came before him, God did something different at the baptism of Jesus. The sky was torn open and the spirit descended. This was significant. The spirit of the Lord was said to rest on all the prophets of the Old Testament. The spirit gave the words and empowered them to speak. But now the heavens are torn. In Mark, this tearing happens twice. Once here at Jesus' baptism, and again at Jesus' death, when the temple curtain is torn in two. Both of these actions herald a wider uh, access to God's presence. The tearing is essentially apocalyptic in nature meaning that it reveals a final perfection of our being. It harkens back to the words of Joel and Isaiah, that God's spirit would be poured out on all flesh, that your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young people will see visions, your old people will dream dreams. The pouring out of God's spirit is meant as a blessing but it is also terrifying and something we often choose to avoid. After the people heard God's voice from the mountain at Sinai, they begged Moses to talk to God on their behalf. They didn't want to hear from God because it was scary. God's desire is to pour out his spirit upon us, but too often we shy away. But now the heavens have been torn. God's spirit is among us whether we accept God's presence or not. And all of us have been baptized. All of us that have been baptized are also blessed with the spirit. John baptized with water and we continue to baptize with water to involve our bodies, our minds, and our spirits 
But Jesus baptizes with the Spirit. To be baptized, you cannot avoid being made new by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is not tame. The Spirit of God is strength and power and the fires of passion. The Spirit of God drives Jesus into the wilderness, literally throws him into the wilderness. And the Spirit is liable to do the same with us. The wilderness to us is a place of uncertainty, a place of continued chaos, a place where we do not have control. The Israelites were led through the wilderness for 40 years. In order to be changed, an entire generation had to come and go in the wilderness. Jesus is sent for 40 days, still signifying a long time, the appropriate amount of time to allow us to let go of the things that we want to control and submit to the reign of God, submit to the kingdom of God. It is in the wilderness, when we're removed from our regular comforts and distractions, that we're able to see every part of ourselves, that we're able to admit that God is in fact sovereign, not us, not the powers of the world, not the suffering that seems to swallow us, not any of these things, only God. The wilderness is part of our transformation. In baptism, we accept the Holy Spirit into our lives. In the wilderness, we learn what it means to rely on the Holy Spirit. And this wilderness will be different for everyone. And this is important. This wilderness is not synonymous with suffering. Just because we are suffering does not mean that God has placed us in the wilderness. Suffering is not of God. And our wilderness is not the same as suffering. Because part of being in the wilderness is choosing. We're giving our will to God, but we're choosing to give our will to God. If we cannot choose, then it's not the wilderness. The wilderness is a spiritual discipline, not deprivation or suffering. In the wilderness, we choose to focus on God. We choose to say no to the distractions of power or money or control. We choose to live beneath the sovereignty of God alone and unmask the powers of the world as mere shadows before God. And these choices then allow us to proclaim with Jesus that a new age has already begun. Jesus proclaims, turn around. The reign of God is here. Trust in God. He can say all of these things because he has gone through the wilderness and chosen to live in the truth that God is sovereign. The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of God is a way of being, a way of living, knowing that the powers of the world cannot stand. All it takes to unmask the powers of the world is to say no, to say no when governments treat people as commodities, 
when money is prized over human life, to say no when humans are placed on a scale, when the rich are more valuable than the poor, when white is preferred to black or brown, when the healthy are thought better than the unhealthy or the disabled, when the normal are preferred to the queer, to say no when we are told everyone can look after themselves, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, work hard and come out better for it in the end. When we say no to these things, we are following in the footsteps of Jesus. When we insist on living in community, on loving each other, when we say that that is better than trying to slog through on our own, when we insist that all people are equally valuable to God, no matter what they've done or haven't done, no matter how they look or how they identify, when we insist that people are more important than corporations or money, then we are, in fact, taking up our cross and following Jesus. Because that is how the powers of the world react to the power of God. The powers of the world do not submit willingly to the power of God. Before Jesus proclaims his message here in Mark, there's a quick mention of John. All it says is, now after John was arrested, but this small line tells us exactly what road Jesus is on at this moment. John was arrested for the same reason that Jesus will later be arrested. The powers of the world refuse to bow to the power of God and react violently to the reign of God in their midst. They cannot understand the radical love and self-giving of God when the powers of the world believe so firmly in looking after themselves first and foremost. So this threefold incident in Mark, Jesus' baptism, his shaping in the wilderness, and his proclamation of the reign of God is the very thing which sets Jesus on the road to the cross. And Jesus asks us to do the same. So this Lent, go into the wilderness by your own choosing and choose to say yes to God. And by that very admission, choose to say no to the powers of the world which enslave us and our neighbors. The more you say no to the powers of the world that denigrate human life, the more you will find yourself taking up your cross and following Jesus. So go boldly into the wilderness. The Spirit is your guide and your comfort. And say yes to God. Amen.